Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. What's up, big timers? It's JD, recording on a Tuesday this week, release day Wednesday. The NBA playoffs off and rolling, and I wanted to talk about Monday's matchups because we're recording here Tuesday afternoon. The late game. Warriors took care of the Denver Nuggets, no problem, and they now lead 2-0 in the series. I must say, JP, Jordan Poole, playing outstanding, inspired basketball. We know Steph Curry is going to hold his own. And he's coming off the bench, six-man as of now because of uh, coming back from his injury and Steve Kerr easing him back into the lineup. He had 34 points in limited minutes for Chef Curry with the pop and shooting high percentage from the field, 12 of 17, and just knocking it down straight up. JP is really who I wanted to talk about because Jordan Poole is coming into his own. He had 29 points on Monday night, 5 for 10 from downtown and 10 for 16 from the field in just 34 minutes played. I think this kid is awesome. Uh, He stepped up in a big way at a young age. Clay coming back late in the season from injury. Steph re-injuring himself. Uh, Dre was out some time, but Jordan Poole stayed consistent. Jordan Poole can join the Splash Brothers, and it will be a pool party because, man, Steph and Clay now have a third wheel. Someone who can play the point guard spot with a good handle, passes at a high clip, and we know what he can do from the field. Put on an absolute show in the Bay, and he's good on the road as well. The Warriors are very deep, one of the deepest teams, in my opinion, in the National Basketball Association. They play a lot of guys. Uh, We know Andrew Wiggins has been contributing. They have some big-time pieces off the pine. They're going to be a tough out. Uh, I know everyone out of the West is saying the Phoenix Suns, but I'm not sure, folks, if the Warriors play at a really high clip and JP, as well as Wig and Dre, contribute as much as Stephen Clay, they're going to be tough to beat. You know, I can't wait. I wish the Western Conference Finals was tomorrow because I cannot wait for the Warriors-Suns matchup. I think that's what it's going to be. I think that's what all the fans want. Uh, We'll see which round they meet, but uh, it's going to be one heck of a series if that's what we get to see. Let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks getting a win at home without Luka. And Jalen Brunson just stepping up with 41. Talk about the Villanova Wildcat transitioning his game from college to pro. Playing at a high clip, can pass as well, good off the dribble, can shoot from deep as well, was 15 for 25 from the field. He got help from Max as well. And just a lot of guys stepping up, you know, Dinwiddie, Brunson, Bullock, Finney Smith, Max. They got a lot of minutes on Monday. They're going to have to play at a high clip until Luka or if Luka comes back. You know, the calf strain is a tough, tough injury. I really must say Luka injuring himself on the last game of the regular season is just bonkers. I wish it didn't happen. We all know that Luka's one of my favorite players in the association. His presence is missed. 
But if Dallas can make this a series and really show up for their superstar in his absence, that would be big time. I wanted to talk about the Sixers and talk about how James Harden is only playing okay and they're winning games. Maxi is stepping up and remaining efficient from the field. Tobias Harris is being the Tobias we have all been waiting for. And we know what Joel Embiid, the scoring champion, can do. They're winning with ease when James Harden only has 14 and he's 3 of 9 from the field. Out of the starters, he is shooting the least. And that's something to be said. He has a different role here with Philadelphia. He's taking a back seat. Um, other guys are stepping up. Keep in mind, James is there when they need him. If the, if he's, you know, he's still capable of getting 25 to 30 if the other players aren't clicking. But as I just mentioned a few seconds ago, Tobias Harris, 7 for 11 from the field, 3 for 3 from deep with 20 points, and he's rebounding the basketball with 10. Um, I like how the guards and the small forwards for Philadelphia rebound as well. They don't rely on the bigs. Everyone crashes the boards, and that's how you retain possessions and push in transition. Uh, we talk about Philly playing fast at times and also being able to play slow. They're going to be a tough out in the East as well. It's going to be a quick series in my opinion. I think the Sixers are going to whoop them boys from the Toronto Raptors, and it's going to be a quick, quick series. I wanted to rewind to Sunday because the Nets-Celtics was just a phenomenal game. Kyrie Irving played great. Boston fans were booing him, and uh, he was not responding well, as we saw on Sunday. But the Celtics win at the horn. And I wanted to credit Boston's coaching staff for not calling timeout down one. Push in transition. The defense is not set and go get a bucket. I thought it was very, very important for Jalen Brown to push and kick to Marcus Smart. Unselfish basketball by the Boston Celtics. Kick to Smart. Shot fake. Got in the lane. And then found Jason Tatum on a low block for a spin layup. It was just a well-executed play. Marcus Smart, I thought for a moment, was going to take the floater for the game. But then he found an even higher percentage layup with Jason Tatum at the horn. And Boston wins by one. I personally think this series will go six or seven games. It's almost like this series has the firepower, folks, of an Eastern Conference Finals. We're seeing this in the very first round. Kevin Durant, Charles Barkley was saying it on Inside the NBA, and I agree 100% with this point, folks. Durant only played okay game one. He needs to be phenomenal, as well as Irving play great, in order to beat the Boston Celtics. Celtics just have too many guys. Jalen Brown contributes at a high clip. Tatum is the star and the number one over there with the Celtics. And Marcus Smart playing the point guard role, not forcing, getting guys open. And the bigs have been holding their own as well, as well as some bench play. So it's going to be a long series. I can't promise who's going to win this one. If you ask me if Simmons comes back, I got Brooklyn in seven. But if it stays as is, the Boston Celtics should advance. And I cannot wait, folks. We release on Wednesday this week. Game 2, Nets-Celtics on TNT at 7, the 20th. And it's just going to be 
another great game, a series for the ages, in my opinion. And uh, I cannot wait for more basketball brilliance here in April. So advancing over Tuesday afternoon in the studio, Tuesday night, we got some good ones. The Miami Heat whooped them boys over in Miami in game one, game two. Let's see what happens. Uh, 7.30 Tuesday. Advantage goes to Miami, but I feel Trey Young had an off game in game one. Great players bounce back. Shaq always says it. Great players do not have two bad games in a row. They fix their error and what they did move on and be better. So Trey's going to be just fine. He's going to need help from the supporting cast because Miami plays well-rounded basketball with a deep bench. So uh, especially if Duncan Robinson's shooting that thing like he did in game one. I mean, he was just stopping and popping and everything was going down in South Beach. So we will see the series I am most excited about. And I wanted to talk about this one. You know, the Timberwolves, they won the play-in. Patrick Beverly thought he won the NBA Finals, but they are still playing inspired basketball. They won game one in Memphis. Game two, Tuesday night on NBA TV. Cat, Patrick Beverly, Ant-Man, D'Lo, all these boys, they're playing at a high clip. I personally think the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to win this series and send John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies home early. I really do. Timberwolves are the hotter team, even if the Memphis Grizzlies are the better team. Sometimes the hottest team wins in April, and uh, we will see. Pelican Suns advancing over. I got Suns in a sweep. It's going to be easy money for D-Book and CP3 and the supporting cast. Uh, Pelicans played well in the play-in to get into the official playoffs. But without Zion, you know, you're asking too much of C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. Suns, all five can score, all five can pass, all five can rebound. So if I really must say, that one's going to be a quick one, so I won't spend too much time on that. Getting over to Bucks bulls it was a low-scoring affair in Game 1. I think the Bucks have to play a little bit more turnover-free basketball. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were having a tough time in Game 1, and we know Chicago plays defense. You know, they guard the ball well, help defense. Uh, it's an inspired group on both ends of the floor. But I must say, I have the Bucks in this series, but I think it might go six. Um, it's not going to be as quick as some people may think. Because the Bulls are not going to go anywhere. DeMar DeRozan, the mid-ranged assassin, plays at a very, very high level night in and night out. He did not play too well in Game 1. I expect him to bounce back in Game 2 and have a remarkable performance. But he is going to need help. He needs a supporting cast. The Bucks, the defending world champions, are too damn good, folks. So the Bulls got to keep it rolling and see what they can do. I touched upon all the series in round one. It has really been special so far. The play-in tournament was remarkable. Shout out Adam Silver and company for putting that together a few years back. It still remains strong. Now we're in round one. Now we see what teams are truly made of, how lineups are going to look, how teams are going to do down the stretch in close games, who's going to be your closer in the postseason, who is going to shy away from that moment and who is going to conquer it? April, May, and June, NBA playoffs. Let's go. JD, you're going to hear from me next week with more NBA.
Everyone have a wonderful week. PG back from Vegas. J.D. out.